Alrighty. Welcome back to the Celtics Lab Podcast brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network and BetterHelp. You deserve to be happy. I'm Cameron Tepsitai, joined by Dr. Justin Quinn. And it's Saturday morning. We have an interesting Game 3 in the books to discuss, but Game 4 is right around the corner, so we won't linger too long. We'll do a little bit of news. We'll talk about this series, but we'll also look ahead and to do all of that. We welcome in the godfather himself of CLNS Media, <laughs> Nick Gelso. Nick, how are you? Saturday morning, baby. Big game last night. Celtic sacrificed one for the Bruins to win one. Both cool. Yeah. You know. <laughs> the very Bruins like needed it. Yeah. Thanos balance, balancing yeah. act of you. Um, yeah. Dr. Quinn, do you have a, a meta excuse for the Celtics while we're doing that? It, the the fix was in from the league because they wanted more revenue because that's what we uh, always say, right? There you yeah. go. That's a classic. Yeah. The yeah. league put in the call for the Celtics to play bad defense. Um, Blame it on Stern. He's not even here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kept he kept switching out Horford onto Trey Young. There um, you go. Oof. So, yeah, what we'll do is in the lab portion of the programming in the second half, we'll get into that game. But again, game four is Sunday afternoon, so we figure we won't dwell too long on just that one game. Instead, we'll do a little bit of news. We'll poke around the league, and then in the lab portion of the programming, we'll talk about Hawks Celtics. We'll talk about, presumably, Sixers Celtics and some other goodies. How does that sound, Nick? I'm in, man. I'm ready to go, Cam. All righty. The first bit of news, and it's some fun news, is that Malcolm Brogdon is now the third ever Boston Celtic to win six-man of the year. He beat out Emmanuel quickly of New York. And seemed pretty fitting. Nick, was it ever in doubt? It's been 40 years since the Celtic won it, 30 some years. So, I, yeah, I can't say that it, it was 100%, but he is the the quintessential six man, right? He, he came here to Boston with sacrifice on his mind and never complained, you know, from the beginning, did did the did the hard work showed up every night? Everybody was worried about you know how many games would he be able to put in. The bench has served him well in that way, coming off the bench, and he's been nothing but amazing. So I, I'm thrilled for him, and it's a a long tradition of that's why. Like, come on, man! Like, you're gonna have Jamal Crawford give him the award. I realize why, but like, mm-hmm. you do have two living, like the first three. I think two of the first. Three yeah, two six the first men three. ever were Walton and McHale. They're both still alive. Yeah. Why do we not honor our legends anymore? <laughs> McHale won it you twice. Know? I know. Two years ago, the first two awards went to him. You know? Yeah. And then I guess well we'll I guess we'll, let's see how the sausage gets made. Who does the Bill Walton podcast? I mean uh broadcast. Is that a ESPN product? I think yeah, it's TNT. Think, no, it's yeah. NBA, TNT, I think, or the NBA. Then, yeah, so. okay. T- to your point, if then that's just like a dereliction of duty. If it's your broadcaster and it's your program, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, maybe Bill Walton, he's got a lot of stuff going on, but that seems no, ridiculous. Bill to Walton me. will take any chance to get on the parquet floor in front of Boston fans. Are you kidding me? He was he was lighting the Phil Knight Invitational on fire with it with his call. It was uh, glorious. I love when he he's is. on the call. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, he's, sometimes it's comprehensible, but it's great. Yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah, totally, I would agree. And and I don't want to pick on Crawford. I love Crawford. I mean, obviously, probably maybe one of the best six men ever, right? So I mean, I'm not being ungrateful, uh, but it would have been great to see Mikhail and Walton back at the Garden. I mean, when I first started covering the team, the legends were everywhere, and now mm-hmm. it's just Max. 
Really? You see Satch once in a while. Satch but... is there, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, and then, I mean, Pierce and KG roll through, but they've got... No, K- KG rarely. Hopefully they'll come through more. Pierce is there as often as he can be. Yeah, yeah. and it's not like it's not like the team doesn't uh, work with... I mean, I think the team takes such good care of, of its alum. I don't know why more people don't show up. But well, a lot know. of them are dead now. They've all died since 16, really. You know, and you're yeah. yeah. Well, well to, and, actually, and, to, and those 80s Celtics teams, they, I mean, you look at what the Lakers did going out to Hawaii. Those guys would never do that. You know, the, no. the Bird will <laughs> never get off his recliner, man. He has that Bud Light or Miller Light, and that's all he, he needs, that and, and the recliner. I was going to say, I don't think I've seen a public appearance from Larry Bird in a long time. But uh, I, last I saw, well, last one he really did, like when I saw him, saw him was, uh, Pacers Celtics series, the Kyrie uh, 17, I think he was there. And man, I'll tell you, you know, it was like when Bill Russell would come, you know, Cam, when Bill Russell would come to the arena, uh, it would, there would be a buzz. But when Bird came to the arena, you know, it, it was a different kind of buzz. You know, I imagine it gets kind of annoying when you're trying to retire too, that that still follows you around. I mean, like, oh, poor him, but still, like, it's got to be know. annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Larry just doesn't love all that. So it is what it is. And Mikhail, you know, he lives in Arizona now, so he's just not around. But there are planes. He could come. You know, the thing about it is, is if the Celtics are going to do it, they're probably, yeah, I don't want to train derail the, the podcast on six men. So congrats to Brogdon. I, and I'm so happy for him. Congrats to Brogdon. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little shocking that between Mikhail Walton and now Brogdon, those are the only three took over one of the awards started in the early 80s um but still feels like Boston could have i guess named for one of the biggest six men in the history of well so though he was able to win it because it didn't exist right yeah they if let's put back our tinfoil hats on the first ever john havlicek six men of the year award went to a Boston really yeah well yeah yeah you're not wrong he's the original yeah yeah havlicek he did steal the ball it's to the ball that hondo trophy looks good and i believe it's today the anniversary of this passing i, I don't something I don't, this I don't week i can't remember if it's yeah today. this is another like peek behind the curtain is justin writes a lot of history stuff for celtics wire yeah. and i go in sometimes to to steal like back-end copy and stuff and mm. so i see the history posts days ahead and then I, I like sort of know what the anniversary is but ah, you know day. what's coming yeah <laughs> i find so, out my my dates from honest larry on twitter from honest larry you know he's gonna he love that just, shout out yeah he's gonna love that he, he gets the pictures i can't get because well i won't i won't talk about twitter and copyright any more than i just did why are they now copyright claims? i don't know <laughs> I don't know. They de. What's that snitch? Check mark perk. They de check mark perk. They de check mark perk. How funny they is that? De check marked all of us. And well, yeah. did they? Not me. Yeah, but I I paid, but I didn't get it from paying. It still says legacy on it. You know, it but still says I legacy did. in the code. I mean, it's it's still there. They just turned the the check mark off. The, did they turn mine off? No. The minute that it went up, that I saw the, that he bought, I immediately membered up because I'm like that. that this thing I didn't even ask for, and it appeared like 10 years ago. I ain't losing it <laughs> now because things did change. Yeah, it's still there. Things did change when you got verified when it meant something. I mean, it's going to, for like people started answering yeah. you. Oh, you for know? sure. And it's going to change. I mean, for Justin and us, uh, our our stuff's just not going to show up in the same way your stuff is. 
Like it's definitely your yep. preferential yep. Twitter citizen now, but whatever. Mm. Something else got to pop up. That's a whole nother, another uh, topic. Yeah. Anyways, uh, elsewhere in the news, uh, Ima Odoka is now perhaps the leading target alongside Frank Vogel for uh, the coaching vacancy in Houston. That said, Nick Nurse does not work for the Toronto Raptors anymore, so who knows. Uh, he was interviewed earlier this week, and second rounds of interviews are, are meant to start, I think, as soon as this weekend or early next week. Uh, Dr. Quinn, you've been writing about this. What do you think the odds are that Udoka is the next head coach of the Rockets, even though I don't think any of us think it's a good fit? I feel like it might be a better fit than I initially anticipated after talking with Ben DuBose of Rockets Wire on his Loggerline podcast. Uh, they seem to think over in Houston, and he's pretty connected to the organization, that they are going to be a pretty different looking team uh, come the start of next season. They, even if they don't get hardened, they, they have cap space, they want to use it, they have assets, they want to upgrade, they want a coach who's able to coach more of a mixed roster, and they need somebody to get consistency and solid defense out of the team. They recognize that offense is kind of going to be a work in progress with their younger players. So I'm kind of more sold on the idea of Yudoka going to them as kind of like a coaching pre-agency sort of a thing, but the other stuff, right? We we couldn't ignore that in our conversation. They seem like they're doing their due diligence. I'm not real, you know, dialed in as to how much of it is show and how much of it is real, like intense you know, investigations from an organization like Houston uh, compared to say like an organization like the Celtics. And I don't know. I honestly think that uh, Frank Vogel, the other supposed lead candidate might be actually a better fit just because he's used to operating in kind of a chaos, a chaotic environment, shall we say. And uh-huh. he he is also that kind of like very experienced sort of uh, established NBA coach. We only have one season of Udoka to go off of. And as I left them with in that podcast, we didn't, you know, we don't think that he's going to do anything like this again, but we also didn't think he was going to do anything like he did in the first place, whatever that was. still don't know. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. And that's that's the thing is like, maybe Odoka is the right coach, but he comes with at least one, if not many weeks of, and this is the most productive way I can put it, really bad PR, like shelving ethics or, you know, women who work for the Rockets organization. I don't mean to be flip about that really hard conversation, but like, Nick Nurse, the press conference is happy and easy. And Udoka, the press conference is terse at the very best, I guess. I don't know. So um, I think Udoka, like most people, deserve a second shot in the the world. But you got to answer some questions. And if you're the Rockets, Yeah, I mean, how do you get a second shot when when you don't know what what the infraction was? I mean, I think Udoka no matter where he goes and what he does, I think his best bet is to have a press conference, get it all out and start over, you know, and maybe there's certain things that can't be discussed fine, but he has, I mean, the, I I don't, you know, this is such a difficult topic, right? Because whatever he did had to be horrendous, Mm -hmm. but we don't know. And he's not had an opportunity to even discuss it, defend himself or even let it come out in the wash as to what he's defending it's almost um not 
I don't want to say not fair because we don't know what the infraction was, but yeah. I'll leave it at that. I mean, it's I, a bad I hope situation that all around. It's a horrible situation, and it's a weird situation to be honest. It's weird. My personal opinion is I'm just glad it's no longer our problem. Nope, it's not. And, and I'm glad too. To, to that like one week of bad press thing, they'll get hired somewhere and we'll talk about it one more time and then hopefully that'll be behind us. All right, exactly uh, a couple right. more things in the news and then uh, we will we'll change gears a little bit. With I will say this, if oh, we sure. move on from that, I would have liked to see Vogel join uh, Missoula's bench um, yeah, you know, I mean, or or any, anyone. They anyone. they were asking me, do you guys have any assistants that you might see uh, make the next step sometime soon? I'm like, you guys picked us dry. <laughs> I mean, like the rest of the league, that is. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I mean, we, they, they need, need more right. assistance. We need the Celtics. Need they, they somewhat lack a. I don't want to say they lack a leadership voice, but they kind of do. And Missoula is kind of one of the guys. Some of his press conferences are sometimes one of the he guys. He feels like he, he's defending their honor a bit, regardless of how he treats them, you know, behind closed doors. Correct. And and I think that a, a, a strong voice would be helpful. Losing uh, Stoudemire is a big loss, yeah. you know. And, and so I think that's something the Celtics, now that they've signed him to long-term deal and he's permanent and they need to get involved in working his coaching staff because I think a lot of losses possibly, you know, if you're looking at exhaustion at the end of the year, some questionable rotations. I mean, I mean, I'm even looking at Friday night's game. I want to go three deep into the bench. I mean, it's just, just odd with the way he is. Rotations are just odd. Yeah. It seems like he does a lot of his tactical stuff behind the scenes. He has no interest in sharing that with the world. And so I take it to be true that he, you know, he engineered last year's defense and that he is quite thoughtful about all of this stuff. There's an playoff, interesting element. Playoff like, defense. <clears throat> playoff defense, sure. Yeah. Well, we can see anybody. <laughs> game three, I'll tell you that much. Um, no. It, it's it's so clear that he is, like, I, I this is like such weird parlance from me, but he's, he's like such an alpha. Um, and it's very clear like there's a pecking order on this staff. And I don't mean to say that like he, he couldn't handle someone who is this superior or age superior or has a higher profile, but it's interesting when you look at like Doc Rivers staff and it's all former head coaches, or you see some of these super deep coaching staffs. Um, but to be I, fair, Doc Rivers has been doing that for how long now? And I don't true. think he's going to be feeling threatened by an established head coach sitting behind him on the bench. No, not at all. And I think, I mean, like Dave Yeager, for example, I don't think is trying to like climb a ladder mm-hmm. at Doc Rivers' expense. Um, so I, I think I agree, but there is something about the like, look, there's a, a simple top-down system. Just because the guys sitting behind him are younger and relatively more unknown doesn't mean that they're not great at their jobs. Um, but it does feel like occasionally, like with respect to Joe Missoula, who's like functionally my age, he's 34. What if there isn't an adult in the room? Like what if you know the kids are kids are out to play and or even just the idea that their their modern nba coaching staffs are pretty big and boston's is closer to something we would have seen like 15 or 20 years ago red would be proud he would (laughs) i don't know um it's it's just like we don't know enough about this team or missoula 
that whether they go to the finals or they lose next round, it's something that we like ponder is, is part of the sauce, but we just like, we haven't seen it enough and we haven't heard from the team enough. Um, I think probably this group of Celtics enjoys not uh, having too many bosses, so to speak, but uh, maybe like I was saying before off air, maybe they got to eat their veggies a little more. I don't know. Okay. A little bit more news and then uh, we'll do an ad break and hit the lab. So here's how this is going to work. I'm going to gamify this a little bit. We have this big athletic player poll that came out and it's dotted with Celtics stuff. So I'm going to swing back and forth between Nick and Justin, and they're going to tell me if the result is fair, fair enough or foul. And every so often you can editorialize, but to the benefit of time, I mostly just want to hear your input. So Nick, Jason Tatum, fourth in MVP voting, according to the players, fair, fair enough or foul. Fair enough. All righty, Dr. Quinn. Marcus Smart, third best defender. Fair, fair enough, or foul? Fair enough. So diplomatic, you guys. Uh, Nick, Jason Tatum, fourth player you would most likely start a franchise with or want to start a franchise with. Fair, fair enough, or foul? Foul. Okay, tell us, because uh, I'm curious which direction you're going here. I'm a homer. No, I mean, okay. like, it, 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 quite I mean, if if... If I'm starting a team today, he's one of three that I'm picking to start. You know, I mean, there's no question about it. Giannis I can go on and on about, huh? Giannis Luca? Probably Giannis Luca, Tatum, Durant, if Durant's Durant still healthy. Durant, Durant's too old for me, but I, I Yeah, think... I mean, but you need that veteran. I mean, I think the Celtics lack a veteran right now. I mean, Al's there, but, you know, Al's, they need. Yeah. So I think Tatum would do well by having one older guy there. Blake Griffin's mustache is angry with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to, I'm going to take the next one. Grant Williams got a vote for most overrated, which is fair enough, but Trey Young. It's fair. Yeah. Trey Young got (laughs) most overrated by a mile, which is hilariously fair. Um, Mm -hmm. Although I'll agree in both game three. Thanks to different. Uh, Hauser and Marcus Smart got votes for underrated. Dr. Quinn, fair, fair enough or foul? Fair. Bordering on fair enough. I, I think that uh, Mark, in the case of Sam, I think it, it, it is very fair. In the case of Marcus, I kind of feel like he is more properly rated now than he has been. Yeah, I mean, he's they went to the finals and he won a defensive player. He's got a real profile. Yeah. Okay, Nick, Bill Russell tied for fourth place for greatest of all time. Fair, fair enough or foul? Considering he's ahead of him, it's very foul. Very foul. Yeah. Fourth is yeah. too low, at least on this. Who's point. ahead of him? I, I think it, it was uh, LeBron, LeBron and MJ. MJ and Kobe. Probably Kobe. Yeah, Kobe does not belong there. He yeah. does not belong there. And I don't want to be disrespectful. God rest his soul. Rest in peace. But it's there's some other Lakers who belong above him, like Kareem. A- absolutely. Kareem and Magic. Magic. Kobe barely sniffs my top 10. Yeah, and I think also, like, MJ, LeBron, all of these other guys, they they fundamentally changed how Where's basketball Wilt? is played and what the league is. Yeah, we're how about Wilt? Right? They changed yeah. the, the rules for Wilt. And right. not to make it easier for him like they did with Jordan. They did it to make it harder for him. Are you saying today's players are not a good scholar of NBA history at times? They're terrible. I terrible. wish there was a website they could go to to help them with this. They wouldn't go. They would need to. They they could go to my history channel. You know, they could mm-hmm. watch some videos. It's been all original content now. But yeah, um, we love it. 
Yeah, thanks. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, it's just awful. And I, I don't think they have any interest in learning about history. That putting Bill Russell there is is just a um, it's an it's a light bulb to the whole poll. I could know, because, I could see other people above him that are on that list. But yeah, me too. Like, yeah, uh, I, I Will, think it's fair. That. I think it's fair to put MJ if you're a 25 basketball Kareem player. Kareem belongs on that. Kareem. Oh, LeBron sure. is it should be like, uh, and I, again, I don't want to belabor this, but it, it, my, my top five would probably be, you know, Kareem, Bill, uh, MJ, LeBron. What do I have one left? Maybe Magic or Larry at, or KD maybe, you know? I mean, I, Whoa. Yeah, that's a sneaky one, huh? You're, you're high on KD. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Everybody thinks I hate him, but I love his game. Love his game. I just don't like a lot of his... Antics. Twitter personality, yeah, yeah. So that's a pretty would... good guy. He hits me up a lot, actually. <laughs> um, but he's he's phenomenal. But I'm a jerk on Twitter. Russell. It happens, huh? I'm a jerk yeah, on I mean, Twitter. It happens. I, listen, I don't agree with it, I, but he, he's creating his own drama. I don't know why he does it, but whatever. But listen, Bill Russell, as for with Kobe ahead of him, is flat out disrespectful. Flat out disrespectful. It is called like the Jim Morrison effect or the Janis Joplin effect. Janice Joplin, you know, and I, I don't want to disrespect Kobe, so I'll put it in Jim Morrison. Yeah, I mean, he was an okay writer, but like, this isn't fucking poetry. And I mean, it's not like, <laughs> you know, Jim Morrison's music was pretty elementary. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was okay. Yeah. But if he died, at, if he didn't die at 27 or whatever he was, I think he would just be another great band. I sound like Dennis Rodman. He would just be another great <laughs> band from a great era of music, you know? Yes. But they put him all the way up here. Same thing with Kurt Cobain. You know, and, and they do it with Kobe. It drives me out of my mind because you guys are all old enough. We saw him chuck up and, and shots. And we've also seen him, you know, lead the team to the finals, put them on his back and, and, and yeah. have ice in his veins. But he's no number three. Yeah, I mean, it, it can be true that he was really, really good and a generation's best player. But it can also be true yeah. that 11 is a really big number of, of uh, titles to have won. All right, let's keep it moving. Um, let's breeze through these last ones, although they're they're pretty interesting. Uh, Dr. Quinn, Marcus Smart, fourth, or at least wanting to fight fair or foul, or fair enough, whatever. whatever fair enough is. by a hair. Fair enough okay. by a hair. I mean, uh, there there's like Stephen Adams. I wouldn't want to fight more than him. Uh, mm -hmm. What's the guy who does the MMA? I think he won. I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head. James Jones, something like that. He's been yeah. in the league forever. Yeah, I think it's fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Personally, I wouldn't. I don't think there's a single person in the NBA that I would win a fight with. So I don't have. I don't have real yeah, stake in this man. one. Yeah, I'm old. That's true. All of them. Literally all of them. Yeah. We're all right. Um, the Garden. Wait, explain this to me, Justin. Garden. This made no sense, right? Go ahead. Number yeah. One so the Garden and... won number one for the best fans, but it also won uh, for the fourth worst for the worst fans. I do not understand how that happens. That makes sense. No, that totally team. makes sense to me. No, because it's like... You look, Best like fans the, for the team, worst fans for opponents, maybe? Yeah, like remember what Al Horford's dad was like, look, the Celtics were losing to the Hawks in the playoffs, and he looked up, and the fans were still cheering for the Celtics, and that was ins inspirational. Great. Also, Celtics fans will throw water bottles at you and like 
maybe say a slur. Every, no, 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 We're not going there. <laughs> I was at games at the Spectrum where Larry Bird got booted and had beer, piss, and popcorn thrown all over him. I'm not yeah, saying it's Nick. acceptable, but one time in the 10 years I've been covering the team, a water bottle flew out of the sky and just happened to go towards Kyrie Irving, fucking flipping everybody off. Come on. I don't want to hear about yeah, but that's not... people, but in every arena, I think Boston gets a little bit more attention because of its fairly unsavory well, so, history. But yeah, that's the thing is I actually disagree. I like, I think this isn't happening at Wizards games or like Hornets Wizards, games. Wizards games they, but, didn't go into the arena until the third quarter. That's what I'm saying. The clubs. That's what I'm saying. There's no fans. So they're a third of the league is just like not participating. Yeah, a third of the league is like not participating in this because like their fans just aren't there. So then it's a smaller class. So actually being first and fourth, you're only competing with like 10 total teams. And we Anyways. know Kyrie and Jalen Brown voted yeah. against Celtics fans, no question. Yeah, I would, you hear oh that my, take? I'd really like to see Jalen's uh, data there. Um, Missoula was sixth for coach you'd most want to play for, which is fascinating because I don't think he has that much of a rapport, but... There yeah, but go. he's a player's coach. He lets you do whatever you want. And he's doing well. So why wouldn't you want to play for a coach who's going to be a player's Clearly coach? Clearly standing well. for his players. Yeah. At the risk um, of his own reputation sometimes. For sure. he. I don't think that that is a person who cares about their reputation at all. <laughs> no. He maybe is, he's like secretive about it. Like maybe he's, he's a so, reputation carer, but yeah, he's not showing it. <laughs> no. Uh, I got takes on that. Um, the players said the Celtics... We got we got to get to the ad read. This we might just, be a two. We got to make some money. This might be a two part <laughs> episode, guys. <laughs> yeah, um, the Celtics are second most likely, according to the players, to win the finals. This data came out like last week, so it's, I stop and go enough. back to the Garden real quick. The Garden, can we can we put that poll up every time an NBA player complain? Our own players complain about our fans. Can we put that poll up every time? Like mm, players voted it the best fans in. But I think, but like, that's the thing. I think they know it. Like, I think they travel and they see like, oh, I'm in Utah on a Tuesday. And like, this is what the fans are like, or, you know what I mean? Like, I think they coming back to Boston, they're reminded that this is a serious atmosphere. It's almost always a sellout. It's loud and passionate. And that matters. It is always a sellout. Yeah, exactly. So even, yes, I think the smart fans. Yeah. uh, A little acrimonious at times. I don't want to like deny what players have said they've experienced, but and Nick, you, you're right. There's a lot of stadiums where that happens. It's not Boston doesn't have the market cornered on racism. Let's in face it, that land right there, and and it doesn't get enough credit. That land where that building is, right next door, is where all you know a good portion of equality happened in sports. Many firsts mm-hmm. happened in that. So you know, people but can say what they want about the, the city of that equality was happening. A lot of the worst inequality in the northern United States was also happening. People I think people mix those things up. But let's not get into that. Can, people can say whatever they want about the city, and it's and, and, and it does ju- it's justified in a lot of ways in the past. But in that building, they revered their their players. And I mean, I you know, I talked to a lot of the legends guys, and you know, I including Bob McAdoo, who hates Boston. Mm-hmm. They have never heard the things that the recent players are saying that they've heard. So I'm not doubting it. It's more of a, a sign of how bad the times maybe are across the United States. Yeah. 
than yeah. it is about Celtics fans. But Celtic Al Horford will tell you Celtic fans are the best. He came back twice, right? Isaiah Thomas, they had to pull him out. He's still crying. He's still screaming, <laughs> kicking, and crying. I mean, he, he had to be pulled out the door because he loved it here so much. So, you know, Bill Walton, another one. You know, I mean, you, you go down the list. So let's just leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, they, get, they, did, they were voted killed. They were voted number one fans by the players. Um, That's the hypocrisy, though, that drives me crazy. Because are they or aren't they? You know what both. I mean? Could be Could both. Be both. It's, or polarizing. The Celtics fans are polarizing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one last note. If you're going to make a custom pair of sneakers, maybe do a spell check. Let's pause the action <laughs> and talk. <laughs> no, how about can on, James it's... Naismith just be the inventor of basketball? Can he just invent basketball? I don't think he was saying that James Naismith. What is he saying? I think he's saying, hey, look, there there are parallel evolutions of stuff going on in what we call sport all the time and that we maybe need to. I think there is very little similarity between the two sports. Poke to poke. Yeah. I mean, like it's a ball goes through a round soccer. Yeah. Okay, it's we got to read soccer. No, no. Add read now. No, wait, I just got to <laughs> hone in on this for a minute. There are so many statements Jalen can make. Why can't James Naismith own inventing basketball? Dr. James well, Naismith. Thank yes. you. Dr. <laughs> Dr. James Naismith has been accused of plagiarism uh, by, I, I can't remember the name of the town. It's like in New York. Yeah. yeah. There's a town in New York. Yeah. And, yeah. Whatever. Uh, There's always going to be people saying stuff. Look, as someone who worked at a YMCA for a very long time, you just come up with games to keep kids happy. And whatever comes out of your ass is the, the best thing. Yeah, but you but came the up Mayans with were ki- cutting people's heads off who lost. I mean, they were an- animals. Yeah. Or one, we are not things. sure. We are actually not sure if it was so, one or lost. Right. So, like, Bust. what are we talking about here? You know what I mean? Like, there's so many other things you could put on your shoes and spell it. Like right. Bill Russell, for example. That was pretty cool. That was a great thing. That was that great. was a good one. That was okay. Great. So he's he's one one and one on the shoes, and we'll see what comes <laughs> up with the next pair. All right, I want to talk about our friends over at Nick. I'm about to ask you about the Red Sox, so strap in. Boy. Grand Slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook and official partner of Major League Baseball. And new customers in Massachusetts can get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. Finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. Nick, what are your thoughts on the Red Sox? <laughs> How are they already, like, what are they, 10 games back? How many games back are they? Like, Too many. I mean, thank goodness that the Orioles are not as good as maybe they were going to be, but the, the Rays and Yankees are really good, so their they're goose is cooked. I'm watching John this Henry from... destroyed that team. I'm watching this from a, 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 a Ted Lasso season three kind of a perspective. I don't I really know what's going Ted on because I don't follow the sport, but I know it's not good. Oh, it's bad. And 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 I'm gonna tell you, like, I have no love lost for Henry. I'm gonna tell you something, guys. I I still live on Boston Harbor, so like I could see the harbor from outside my my now I have a balcony with my window. And during the pandemic, during the lockdown, John Henry anchored his yacht in the middle of Boston Harbor and let us all watch him live in laps of luxury while we were going out of our minds. That yep. fucker could get out. Are we not allowed to curse on <laughs> you could beat me? He could get yeah. out of here, man. Go away. I think after 10 minutes, we're good. And where's LeBron? 
he owns a part of that yeah. team. Like, come on. He's another one who's bad-mouthing Boston and owns a team in Boston. I, please. Uh, I love, I love, love, love blaming the Red Sox on LeBron. That's so great. Okay. Now there's an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. You must be 21 and older and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit is required. And the bonus bet is issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. All right. I have, I have got to tell you, I am the worst gambler of all time because, uh, like, I before the series started, I said the Celtics will lose. They'll, they'll lose game three, no doubt. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I'm looking at FanDuel going, I need to bet the Hawks. I need to bet the Hawks. And, but I can't bet against the Celtics. So I didn't bet at all. <laughs> I'm the worst gambler of all time. I would have won if I bet the Hawks. You can yeah. find a sport that you don't have skin in the game. Yeah, I, I did well with March Madness, you know, because I didn't care. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I, I mean, should I have bet, is... being the UConn junkie that I am, but I yeah, man. missed that one. I wonder if Ray Allen, you know he didn't bet Ray Allen. He doesn't drink. He doesn't bet. He doesn't do anything. Right. No, he plays basketball. He could still hit a couple threes, I bet. Oh, I bet. He looks yeah. like he could play tomorrow. I was gonna say, I bet he could go and like give you fine minutes. Do you guys follow him on Instagram? No, because I, I like check he in like twice a year, his, but... he like changed his Instagram, so I had it in a while. He is a must follow, not because he's entertaining or informative. He's... And I love Ray, but man, he, you know how OCD he is. You know how yeah. when you do stories and there's like, you know, the brackets of what so you could tap next. He has so many stories in a day you can't see the the, the little yeah, yeah. snip. You know what I'm I saying? Don't watch, I'm like, I don't click through those when people post that much I, content. I have to sometimes because they're so whack sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> they're just videos of watching grass grow. I swear to God. And him talking in the background. I'm like, Ray, what are you doing? <laughs> get that guy a podcast. Get a job. He, yeah, he needs a podcast. I tried to get him a podcast. He told me no. I'm like, but you're basically doing one on Instagram. Like, and not getting paid, Ray. Ray, this is... <laughs> but tell you know what and... I bring to these shows, man? See, we didn't talk one bit about Celtics yet, but... Let's do it. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. What a professional segue. Okay. So we'll talk about game three for a little bit. We do have another ad read to get to. Um, my read on game three, and then I'll ask you yours, is simply that that was the best the Hawks could possibly play. And it looked pretty good. And they're a fine team. And the Celtics did not play up to their standard and they almost won and it's the opening round of the playoffs. And that's how those things go. Nick, you said you were pretty sure they were going to lose game three anyway. So what are your thoughts on what actually went down? Well, I did a, uh, uh, a video breakdown of how amazing the defense was in game one and two, right before tip off of game three. And I had to delete it by the end of the first half <laughs> because it was so embarrassing. I mean, uh, You know, I mean, they're not going to score 70 points and a half again. We know that, you know, Um, the Celtics will be better defensively. Jalen was pretty much a no-show. I don't know if the fingers hurting him or whatever, if it's gotten in his head, I'm unsure, but he was pretty non-existent. My biggest, you know, go, go back 
on like looking back on that game is is the the resurfacing of Grant Williams. You yeah. know, that's probably one of the more better takeaways. And I don't I also besides like the um, that second quarter where they where Atlanta scored 40 points or whatever, I mean for the most part, it, the Celtics played well, you know. It wasn't like yeah. you didn't you didn't like go away from that game with boomer rage, you know what I'm saying? Like you went mm-hmm. away from it and said, "Okay, well, you know, it is what it is. It happens sometimes." Uh not to be cliche, but make miss league. In this case, it was make make league, but Atlanta made more. Yeah. <laughs> and Trey Young actually appeared in a playoff game. You they know? always say game three is the hardest to win in a it playoff is. series because psychologically, the, the the team that's up is like, we've got this. And the team that's down is like, we are about to be embarrassed on our own home floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and really, that's a home game for Boston. Yeah. The, well, I think actually for Jalen, it's the first time Jalen is a native of Atlanta played a playoff game in Atlanta. So between that and the bad press for the shoes, he could have just like been in his head. Brogdon also press for the shoes. I try to be neutral. I, I mean the spelling I thought yours was a little was embarrassing, neutral. but I mean uh I try I, not to focus on that. I don't think they were widely celebrated. So as, who, as who, much who, as the Bill who, Russell shoes. <laughs> well the Bill Russell shoes were were beautiful. Really, really cool shoes. Too. Yeah, nice they now. were and I mean, but listen, he's achieving, I'm being tough on Jalen, but the truth is he's achieving what he wants to achieve because we're talking about it. And, you yeah. know, and we we're can't not even talking about them. his game, which maybe he should have sat out and rested that hand so he can heal it up. But, you know, it's, he, he seemed to be able to play well enough to affect winning positively most nights. And I'm not going to pin the defense on him because he no. was not the problem. No. Also, uh, can we talk about the rebounding? 48 sure. to 29. My goodness. How are you going to win any game with a rebounding advantage like that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, I. Well, I was just say. I think it's just credit to Atlanta. They were so aggressive. Yeah. Um. It, it's not just that they pushed the tempo on on offense, which they did, but they were also uh, really crashing. Um. It, it was a real point of emphasis to play more physical and play fast. And maybe that's a desperation thing, or maybe that's a style change. But Boston but just. Both. Yeah. I mean, Boston. What was frustrating was they they got baited into running, which they didn't need to do. And it didn't work out well for them, but they didn't get baited into crashing in the same way. And they didn't get baited into but the doing kind of running, the right... running after someone and, and turning defense into offense and running in transition, which they were yeah. not doing. No, that's what I mean. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then All right, you know, so... Bogdanovich off the bench was a killer in that first half. They too. And then mm-hmm. Drake showed up in fourth in, Sadiq Bay, I think he grabbed double-digit rebounds. So, I mean, they, that was the best of Atlanta. That was yeah. their greatest hits in one game. And I think we, I think before the series, we said Sadiq Bay was a name to, to watch. I mean, it, yeah. he's a good player, and they're not really sure what they have with him because he just joined the team. So that could be something. Um, let's do this let's, because some people are going to listen to this podcast on Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Worst-case scenario, Boston loses again. It's 2-2 going back to Boston for Game 5 on Tuesday. Um, Nick, level of concern if it's a 2-2 series? It depends on how the loss comes, right? If they do lose. If they lose like they did uh, Friday night, I'm not quite so concerned. I mean, remember, like, 08, they, a terrible Hawks team took them seven games. And that arena was rocking then, you know? So, but if they they have the bad body language, the miserable post-game pressers, the which happens when you lose, but when it's like, mad at the media for doing their job type press conferences and that goes from Missoula down to Brown. Right. Um, then I'm, I'm, I'm slightly concerned, maybe not, you know, against the Hawks, but 
um, against the Sixers, maybe. And and then on top of that, Boston can really use the rest. You know, yeah. they're nicked up. And and I think that that although sometimes guys like you know, like rest sometimes hurts hurts teams. And so listen, I think they're gonna win Sunday. I think they'll go back to Boston three one and wrap it up in five. Sure. Dr. Quinn, quickly, level of concern. Very, very low right now. Uh, I think we are all in consensus that what we saw was, as we have pretty much beaten into the ground at this point, that this was the best Atlanta was going to come up with. They might be able to play this way again, but they don't have the personnel and they don't have the momentum, in my opinion, to do this on Boston's home court. So mm -hmm. worst case scenario, the series gets tied up and then maybe, maybe it could go to seven, but I really don't think it would. Oh, that would be really bad. I mean, not just for... I mean, for the rest factor, that would be really yeah. bad. Plus, for particularly the with what's going on with the other teams in the league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's on? that's one thing I want to make mention of is there's a lot of injuries going around, which happens every postseason, um, it's... and a lot of load management. So, tell me how this works. <laughs> well, in either way, I was going to say the, the Celtics injury, whatever it is, and I don't mean to be offer bad juju. Is it's coming? Someone is going to be out for a few oh, games. Oh, come on. Why did you the, do it that? Came, you're, it you're came with Jalen's finger. Yeah, there okay, you go. Okay, fine. Then it already happened. It's, it's good. Um, We're good. Mm -hmm. But whether it's Joel Embiid's uh, sprain or Kawhi Leonard or Giannis's Giannis. back, the, 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 back the injuries. Giannis. The back with Giannis. Because we know backs are tricky. And they especially. linger. And they pop back up. Well, so, have you ever yeah, can... really bruised your tailbone? That stuff lingers. <laughs> no, but I have broken ribs, and that is, and I bruised ribs. That is the most painful stuff. So I can't especially, imagine your tailbone, especially when your your game is physicality. I mean, physicality, it, right? Yeah, and look, Milwaukee looked great against Miami with Giannis out. Um, thank you, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, um, but it doesn't seem like there will be enough time for Giannis to fully heal his like that's with him for the rest of the playoffs like no mm -hmm. doubt i mean that might be the case for jaylen's fingers too frankly but um, five stitches man like we've all gotten stitches i mean Bert i think it's just i think he just gets hit and man. they and they open you know what i mean what did you say it's in the web of the fingers as i understand it's always muted it's in the web oh. that's that's a difficult then that that then I, it's yeah, not going to heal see. completely throughout. it's not going to heal probably completely. to like the finals if he's lucky I take yeah. that back then. I take that back. I can be yeah, tough on Jalen sometimes. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, so good, man. Though. He's so good. He really right, let's, is. I mean, he's phenomenal. He's, yeah, he, he does interesting things that make us talk about those interesting things. But look, the numbers he put up this season were as good as oh. Jason Tatum's all NBA first team last season. So, and let's face it guys, like Tatum in the second half of the season wasn't tremendous. And Jalen was, yeah, he's oh, been sure. a better player in the latter half of the season, in my opinion. He has been. And more and I consistent. I think that's important too, is if, if the Celtics are going to go the distance at times, unless Jason Tatum is about to level up and, you know, go supernova at times, Jalen Brown is going to necessarily be the best player in the court. And he can do that. That bodes really well for the Celtics if, if and when that happens. Um, the other thing I didn't mention uh, about game three is um, Derek White's not going to be in foul trouble every game of the You know what Derek I'm saying? White. So that, that, that hurt them too. But the really, I, I, I'm telling you guys, the biggest takeaway for me is that that opportunity lended to Grant. 
and seeing him come in, he wasn't complaining about calls. He wasn't he was being immature. He was really like last playoff run Grant. Yeah. And I really hope, I don't know, we will probably never find out because the Jackie Mack pieces no longer exist when it comes to, uh-huh. they're so hush-hush now. But I'd love to know at some point what Missoula's problem with Grant was because no question. Putting it on the floor when he shouldn't is what it was. What was it? Putting it on the floor floor when he shouldn't and complaining to the refs. does that a lot. No one does it like Grant does, though. Nobody on the team. In in fact, I think, this is my theory, that when Grant does it, it starts to creep into Tatum and other players on the team, and they start to kind of have the same kind of relationship with the refs while Grant is sitting on the floor wondering why he's not getting called with some clobber him in the face. It's it's funny, though. I think Grant picked that up from Tatum. But he ran with it. Oh, 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 he's brutal. And that's what was great last night. But and but that's something, Doc, that you could you could kind of like rationalize. Like Grant is a smart man. You could rationalize uh-huh. with him, show him the film, show him what an idiot he looks like and how it's hurting his game. It doesn't I think he's come around to that. DNP. Well, he obviously did last night, but it, yeah. Friday night, but it, it doesn't deserve a coach's DNP for how many games at the second half. I mean, he was crucial last year and he's going to be crucial against Milwaukee. So yeah. you better play him. Yeah, it seems to me that White, Brogdon, and Grant, if, I mean, if Rob is the nominal starter, although maybe that's not the case anymore, those three guys need to have like, like there's there's eight guys that need to eat. They need real minutes. Mm-hmm. They need consistent minutes. And that's a huge opportunity because those are like really plug and play players. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I hope that this is a, a sign of things to come because I think Grant is really valuable because he's a good player, but also preserves Al Horford a little bit. Um, also, interestingly, with Horford guarding uh, Trey Young in isolation, mm. like many times down the stretch, and that was a a choice. Anyways, let's let's do this, Nick. Here we will just go around the dial and like look at the the other series, and then we'll shelve the history stuff. We'll have to bring on for just like ripping through Celtics history. Um, and then just apologies in advance, Justin. That says my internet is unstable. So mine was too, but it locked body. up for a minute there. All right. Well, we're talking about the rest of the series now with that audio. Damn it. We're a bunch of unstable fellows. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, yeah. It's no, the no, internet. It it's the internet. Yep. Blame <laughs> it on the internet. Okay. Um, Nick, uh, quick thoughts on Milwaukee, Miami, things that we didn't cover. Yeah. I mean, listen, they won without Giannis that bought them a game. I think that, uh, Milwaukee's obviously going to win that series, but Miami, you know, Miami could take, the hope is that they take them the distance and Giannis doesn't get that rest. Yeah. Dr. Quinn, quick thoughts on Knicks Cavs. I think the Knicks are going to win it, but it's going to go to seven. It's going to be really, really close. I just think that there are more real NBA players with some real experience on the Knicks. Well coached. Yeah. When was the last time the Knicks got to the second round? Has to be Early 15 years. Yeah. No, you know, 2013 when they beat the no, Celtics. With Car- the they did with round. Carmelo. Yeah, Carmelo, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, the right. Celt- they swept yeah. the Celtics in KG's last year in Boston and Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I have years. to say, Cleveland scoring 79 points in a game is a disaster. That's <laughs> this as year bad. <laughs> yeah, that's as bad as it gets. Um, Nick, any thoughts on Sixers Nets at this point? Uh, Sixers are up 3 nothing. Yeah, I mean, Sixers look great. Harden looks good. I thought the, the the I don't want to get into the refereeing, but that that was a terrible. 
thing that happened there. And I don't know what, you know, they were looking at the refs on the replay, but uh, Philadelphia looks good. I, I just, Boston seems to have their number. I mean, even when they did lose to them this year, it was a very close game. Um, and it's so weird, like, cause Milwaukee struggles against Philadelphia and Boston destroys Philly. So Philly struggles against Boston. So it's almost like they're on the wrong side of the brackets, but I think that series is going to probably go five games too. I think the Nets get one. Yeah. It depends so. on what happens with that Joel and beat knee sprain. And that is going to linger, I think, but I think they're going to be fine beating Brooklyn without him. I think they might be able to steal a game as you, as you were hinting. Mm-hmm. And I want to see the I mean, Nets steal a game. I mean, they've been through hell and back this year and they're a good story. You know, when you look at it at the end of the, the day, you know, they've really been through hell and, and here they're in the playoffs. And if they could get one, out, one, one away from Philly, it's a successful, crazy season. As someone who has watched what Kyrie Irving can do to a team, they deserve a little nice boost at the end of the season. Now, poor Dallas. Not even going to let's not go there. <laughs> we know Ky- We know Kyrie's vote for worst fans was definitely one of those getting Boston to fourth or whatever. Maybe he picked no, Dallas. I don't know. He doesn't seem to like it there. <laughs> well, did he pick Dallas? Maybe he picked Dallas. He said, how would, how would you know what he picked? Did he pick Dallas? <laughs> they booed him, he didn't they? He probably didn't participate in the poll because it's <laughs> the oh, athletic. Yeah, yeah. let's just not go. That's just... Certain yeah, that... players you just can't even mention without feeling like you're going to get in trouble. So just... It must be it must be hard to be really 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 good at your job and seem to hate your job. I mean, that's all I'm going to say about that. And that that is that is the. I had those jobs. I've I I had a career. I hate the restaurant business. I was really really good at it, but I hate it. I feel so bad for Kyrie as much as I can't stand him because he's a tortured soul. Yeah, there. Okay. Let's do the West and then we'll put a pin in it. So Denver's up three games on Minnesota. That's about as much as I possibly have imagined. They might as well have missed the playoffs. I mean, that, that's just, that's tough. Although Anthony Edwards is so fun to root for. Um, mm-hmm. Nick, your thoughts on Suns Clippers? By far the most interesting series. I yeah, think. I mean, and now what, Kawhi's out, right? He's and out then... again, yeah. And... So Phoenix is up two games to one and yeah, Kawhi yeah. is going to miss another game. And that was going to be the interesting part of the series was Kawhi's defense and, and you're not going to see it. So I think Phoenix wins. I mean, I, I'm picking Phoenix to come out of the West. If it's not the Lakers, I'd like it to be. It's the interesting. Their late game execution is still coming together. They don't really know what to do. Like there's too many like, uh, and then they just drop it off to eight and for a, a long. You think about it though. I mean, Phoenix is, is, is new like i mean that's a huge integration there and the dude gets hurt during warm-ups the first game he's playing i mean so you're really just reinventing the whole team on the fly oh yeah it's not a demerit i mean they have a good coach they'll figure it out it's just do they have can you rebuild the boat on the fly Mm -hmm. all right dr quinn uh the most annoying series for my money at this point is king's warriors your thoughts Mm -hmm. kings are up two to one I do think the Warriors can surprise everyone and win. I mean, the Celtics have come back, back from down to zero before or zero two before as well. Uh, they have the veteran experience. They have the firepower. They have the defense, which the Sacramento Kings do not. Uh, I feel I do think it's more likely the Kings end up winning this series just because of 
they've already put up two to one at this point. But I wouldn't rule the Warriors out. I don't think I think getting out of this series is going to take a such a pounding on them that they're not realistically going to be a title contender this season. But I would not be surprised if they pull it off. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that and just kind of jump on top of it and say, shut up, JJ Redick. Like, <laughs> like seriously, like you're proving yourself wrong now. Like about the 80s and the 90s because now you're crying about the officials and the physicality. I mean, come on, dude. Come on. Go away. I love that I he just, got smacked around by Barnes <clears throat> and Perk and everybody who could talk. I just, I don't, I don't feel like I've been so categorically lied to across the NBA board as I have been by people in the Warriors orbit in the past few days. Because it's like, come on, have you ever even heard of a double standard? Like, what are you doing? This is so patently ridiculous. Okay, and finally. Agreed. And I that's agree. great for Boston. If if if, if uh, Sacramento can eliminate the Warriors, because really, they're the, uh, no matter how bad their season is, they're always the Celtics for yeah. the night. You know what I'm saying? Big bad boogeyman. All right, mm-hmm. uh, Nick, finally, your boy, LeBron. His Lakers are facing <laughs> facing the Memphis. I gotta be Grizzlies. honest. I mean, there was a time where I couldn't stand LeBron, but I, I've really grown to like him a lot. I Likewise. mean, on and off the court, you know. So, oh, it's I such to, it's huh? such a treat to root to root for him, just like rooting for greatness. I mean, not against the Celtics necessarily, but yeah, yeah it's hard to root for the Lakers. But I I am rooting for them <laughs> out, out west because. And you know if Adam Silver is rooting for it. I mean, can you imagine the, the stakes in that series? LeBron, 18 versus 18, yeah. 18 versus 18, 18 versus 12, let's be honest. Cause... No, no, because you you got the whole Freaky Friday, uh, the Clippers are the Lakers thing. And if we're going to count I mean, the Clippers those the titles, we got to count their titles. For what I'm alluding no. to, for those of you who don't know the history, the the, the But I don't think that that's Clippers. the same. But – there have been 17 titles won for a team that plays in Boston. And there have been true, but it was a different franchise. Very but that doesn't matter. The 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 players played in Boston. The Buffalo of it all doesn't matter to me. The the Lakers thing is many of those titles were won in Minia in Minnesota. So it's like the city. Yeah, the city yeah. of Los Angeles can't claim it in the same way. Fair. No, and and um, my, my, my thing is this, and I have it. I'll send it to you guys if you don't believe me. I have letterhead from Jerry Buss. And that and I, I, I mean, I believe all that, but... And Jerry Buss did not recognize the... Jerry Buss did not recognize the Minneapolis titles. They didn't hang in the forum. Nope. Mike until very recently, was right? never Not until the early 2000s. And... Um, Really, when the kids took over the Lakers, you know, and, and uh, my dog is eating the remote control. Can you give me one second? You should leave sure. this in. Um, <laughs> you know, but anyway, Dr. Bus didn't acknowledge Dr. Bus didn't acknowledge those championships. So why do the fans get to now? They didn't even retire Mikan's number until like three years ago or something, five years ago. They have 18 titles. So, yes, the stakes are so high. Breaks the tie. Uh, LeBron's I don't story. These kinds of games, man. Me I, I really too, don't man. Get there. I don't think they're gonna, but it would be. So yeah, let's not get, let's not get yeah. too street ahead of ourselves has here. To, yeah, street clothes has to play, man. Remember, like yeah. we wanted him so bad. The Celtics fans wanted Anthony Davis in the worst I way. Out. I did not either. I was, was out from the beginning. It was Paul George. It was Kawhi. It was Blake Griffin. It was Lamarcus Aldridge. We were just out to lunch. And uh, mm-hmm. eyeing whatever the trade menu had to offer. 
But the All NBA right. is a better place from the lake when gold and green are playing each other. It just is. Mm-hmm. And the Knicks, too. I mean, this could be a great year for the NBA. You got Philly. You got Boston. You got L.A. And I think you're really missing uh, from legacy. But Detroit, maybe. Chicago. You know, you got the Bucks. The Bucks have always been perennial. So, I mean, it's it's not going to be a, a Bucks uh Suns finals hopefully because that was a ratings disaster i think wasn't it good for the better ones yeah good for Mm. hoops fans not good for casual consumption right but let's let's stay in the present the celtics have game four sunday um this episode of the Celtics Lab podcast was brought to you by FanDuel the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS media network and better help you deserve to be happy Nick Delso of CLNS media fame uh, I'm sure people listening to this podcast know where to find you. Um, and well, we we didn't even get to all the history stuff we wanted to do, so we'll have to bring you back for all uh, that. That's that's an off season thing, man. We Justin I mean, and I we have been talking about doing a joint project for about two years now. Maybe this is the the off season we do it, man. Because I think so. You know, I'm I'm I I feel now that that uh, I got a groove with the history. I found the audience. You know, and uh, not I mean, NBA channel, players, apparently it's not or nor is it JJ Reddick, that NBA <laughs> history channel. So YouTube.com slash NBA history CLNS, I think last 28 days, it's got 1.9 million views. People, People love, love that stuff. remembering it. Yeah. And, and, and it's crazy. Like there's stuff at the top of the of the, the video uh you know that that have been released that are sitting there with like next to nothing i'm like where are these views coming from well justin you know it's stuff that that stuff doesn't expire you know so that's just so much fun i mean it history has always been my thing but it the the business didn't allow it to be my thing for many years and now that the business has grown up and i and outgrown me it's been my little kind of niche to still be involved in in content my little nook uh, and uh, it's, a, it's a hell of a lot of fun. I enjoy every bit of it. I get to be a boomer and love. Guys, I can't, I can't and I know we want to wrap here, but like I'll say at the end of the season, like I'm done with the NBA. Like I'm tired of it, right? You know how it is. It's a slog. Oh. We've been doing it long enough. But I'm saying I'm not watching any more games. And what do I do? I go on YouTube and I watch 1986 yeah. games, 1981 games, 1970s games, 90s, not so much, early 2000s, mid 2000s, I'll watch. But, you know, it's just, just really, really uh, my passion. So thanks for mentioning that. My Twitter is at CLNS underscore Nick. And I normally wouldn't shameless plug that, but I dropped under 10,000 followers because I was picking on Elon Musk and tagging him. Thank you. He shadow banned that son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I would believe it. I would yeah. fully believe that. All right. Well, go follow Nick so he can stick it to Elon Musk. Get back up to there. Yeah. I got to yeah. get that back up over 10,000. You know, that, at one time that was 24,000 followers. My hot, I used to be a homer, guys. You know, my hot takes since the Kyrie era, my negativity has dropped me quite a bit of half my followers. But the real, real fans yeah. still follow. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you just got to keep antagonizing Elon Musk and Kyrie. It's yeah, a good brand. It works. Kyrie blocked me. It's like Isaiah Thomas blocked me. Why would Isaiah Thomas block me? You know why he blocked me? Now, keep in mind, I, I gave all the footage for that stupid Book of, Book of Isaiah documentary they did. All the <laughs> practice footage came from us. We're in the credits. I saw him in Boston when he came back with Cleveland. Dude gives me a hug, thanks me. 
one conversation he's not even involved in where, you know, every year the fans would start bring us in about agreement. And all I said was no, unless you're star Wars or the Godfather, no sequels ever do well. Let's enjoy the special nature of what that season was that year. He blocked me for saying that. Yeah, how sensitive are you, man? Now he wants a podcast, I heard. I can't see it because I, you know, I can't see the tweets. <laughs> but so many people sent me screenshots of it. I, you know, I like Isaiah a lot, but man, don't be right. so sensitive. JJ Reddick blocked me. Yeah, but that one checked Talk about soft, soft. You want to talk about soft? The dude blocked me. I'm a nobody. No, that's apparently not. I guess not. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, We will catch you next week. And like and subscribe if you haven't. Adios.